0: Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories. I'm John, your host, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about money in D&D. So, cue the music. Now, depending on how you look at it, money is quite a big part of your standard D&D game, specifically treasure. After all, part of the reason you tend to quest into dungeons and places that are extremely dangerous as well as for the renown and the ability to gain fantabulous magic items is the money the readies that come from delving into these dungeons finding ancient caches of coins chests full of gold as long as they're not a mimic and stuff like that But if you're anything like me, beyond the fact that money exists in treasure hoards, you maybe don't tend to think overly much about sort of the economics of money and how it gets spent, you know, how it's earned, sort of lifestyle expenses and stuff like that. Now, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get into some massively detailed treatise on the economics of a medieval style fantasy world because. I'm not really qualified to talk about that. I'm sure there's people out there who are, and I know there's books that lean more heavily into that. So, why did I start thinking about this? Well, in my Old School Essentials campaign, Smoke and the Snow, we've just got into a situation through various means that I won't go into, because I don't want to lengthened the episode too much one of our characters weimar has found himself in the position of the knight's defender of a town so effectively he's one of the two rulers of this town there's the mayor who deals with the politicking the merchantile interests stuff like that and there is the defender who deals with military matters defense stuff like that now this has only just happened and i was doing a little bit of prep for my next session and it occurred to me that well effectively Weimar has now got a steady job really and most of us in the sort of real world well we tend to do a job because it provides us with money to pay for our bills our houses our hobbies stuff like that so that started me down the rabbit hole of thinking well how much money would he actually get paid for doing this job And then a little bit of looking around in the various versions of D&D that I've got. And I've not looked exhaustively through all of them, so it's possible I have missed something. If I have, feel free to drop us a message or an email. Details later to tell me what i've missed i'd love to catch up on any of that but it led to me scouting around for potentially other resources i thought someone else is bound to have delved into this before me and i'm a great believer that you know if someone else has already done the legwork in terms of like an rpg and they've got far better better expertise and far more nous for this that i have then i'm not above leaning into their research and using it to inform my own decisions in game and now i eventually on reddit of all things found a post called 5e commoner life and economy and it's in a reddit called dnd behind the screen posted by someone with a username bjornbob 1234 and in it they were trying to figure out how the economy surrounding commoners works in 5E, saying that a common complaint against DD is the farmer's inability to actually live with the prices provided by the game books. So, according to 5E on page 159, unskilled workers are paid two silver pieces per day, while skilled workers, anyone performing a service that needs a proficiency, are paid two gold pieces a day. And using that, he and the various costs of the different sort of uh, mercenaries, henchmen, and stuff you can get, he worked out a table ranging from poor, unskilled laborers having a minimum income each month of 60 silver pieces up to aristocrats, you know, politicians, guild leaders, etc., having a minimum income of 3,000 silver pieces per month. However, as we know from various versions of dnd there's also a price associated with maintaining a particular lifestyle and as it stands at the moment according to the details on here the the minimum income is exactly the same as the lifestyle so you wouldn't basically get any profit which seems a little bit unlikely because if you didn't have any profit well you wouldn't have any extra money to do anything else you know like repair your hut or buy those fabulous noble clothes or whatever so after a bit of playing around the author came up with a lifestyle maintenance cost of a third of the initial income so a poor unschooled laborer would get a minimum income of 60 silver pieces a month to maintain their lifestyle they'd have to spend 30 silver pieces a month. And then there was a small amount of sort of upkeep, you know, like repairing your home and stuff like that, that was added on, which comes to 20 silver pieces a month, which means their profit would be 10 silver pieces a month. An aristocrat earns their 3,000 silver pieces. Maintaining their lifestyle is like 50% of that. So they spend 1,500 silver pieces and their upkeep is another 1,000 silver pieces. So at the end of each month, they're getting 500 silver pieces profit and this started to look pretty cool as far as i can see but then the dreaded specter of the tax man rears its head and as we all know from real life there's only two things in this world you can't avoid and no i don't mean twitter arguments and drama or the debate on what osr means i mean death and taxes of course and I wasn't really expecting the author to go into this, but he said, yeah, you know, there should be a certain amount of tax that would be levied against you. That's how kingdoms raise their funds, etc. So trying to sort of pick a fairly roundabout figure, the author set the tax rate at 10%. Now, obviously, you can tweak that for your game, depending on if it's a despotic ruler or a kind ruler, as it was in this case. But with a figure of 10%, we effectively have the unskilled labourer, earning six gold pieces a month. They spend three gold pieces maintaining their lifestyle, two on upkeep, six silver pieces on taxes a month, and that leaves them with four silver pieces at the end. Whereas the aristocrat earns 300 gold pieces a month, they spend 150 gold pieces on lifestyle, 100 on upkeep, an extra 30 on taxes which leaves them with a 20 gold piece profit each month and there are some additional brackets within that such as modest you know soldiers with families etc comfortable merchant skilled tradespeople etc and wealthy highly successful merchants and stuff like that or the owner of a few small businesses that haven't quite ascended to the levels of the aristocracy and there's various sort of breakdowns using this formula for that now as the author quite rightly says in this Reddit post, and like I say, I've not come up with any of this, all credit to the author, and I'll put a link to this in the description, they realise that money is an abstraction in D&D, and you only need to lean into this as much or as a little as you want. And it's certainly not something I'd considered before this point in the game, money had just been the abstract sort of treasure hoard. At the most, we dabbled in the players spending a certain amount of money every month to keep their henchmen, their their ridiculously expensive sage Quelac and stuff like that going. And also, when they wanted to build some fortifications around their hometown we sort of hashed out a few costs and how long it was going to take with that but beyond that we would not really given any thought to the money it was just an abstract reward for a perilous adventure and obviously because we're using sort of treasure as xp as well it obviously provided an xp bump but beyond that and buying equipment here and there it wasn't really used for a great deal But now, potentially, the player characters are starting to become slightly more like movers and shakers in the game. Like I said, we've got Weimar, who's moving into this position of military power and sort of rulership over a town. We've got Dave's character, Quentin, who's getting in with the Thieves Guild and potentially looking to work his way up within that organisation. We're potentially at the point where the player characters, for want of a better term, they're actually going to have real, in inverted commas, jobs. And I think you know most people aren't going to keep doing a job if it doesn't bring them in some money. Because obviously you get responsibilities from your job, so why am I going to be facing the, the inconveniences of having people coming up to him and asking him questions and having to sort out problems that deal with the defence of the town and stuff like that. And well, it only seems fair, if you want to put it that way, that while you're dealing with all these problems, you also get the wage reward at the end of each month or whatever period it is as a result of having that job. So I've really enjoyed looking at this table and this post. It was broken down in an extremely easy to understand manner. If you've got any thoughts about sort of how people should earn money and stuff like that in your campaign world, like I say, it's based around DD 5th edition, but I'm running OSC and I don't see it being a real problem. I mean, you could adapt it to most versions of DD. I definitely suggest giving this Reddit post a look. Like I say, I'll put a link in the description of this show. And it's also got me thinking about other ways in which money could be used and i've heard people talking about the fact that beyond buying a bit of equipment here and there most stuff in dnd most loot is recovered so you don't really tend to spend money on a lot that's why there's a profusion of carousing tables and the stuff like that out there for you to spend your money on and i've seen a few other osr clones that lean into you know funding a business funding an organization stuff like that but we've never really delved into it in the games that i've run but this reddit post has definitely got me thinking about that now don't get me wrong i'm not going to turn this into a simulation or sort of spreadsheet heavy game the businesses the wages and stuff like that is definitely going to be staying in the background but I use a calendar module in foundry well at the end of each month it pops up a note saying the player characters need to pay x amount of gold to keep all of the henchmen happy it's not difficult for me to add to that note saying oh and also weimar has earned amount of gold pieces so i am not decided on the exact amount yet but he's going to earn that at the end of each month and just having that sort of I suppose, income, I mean, let's face it, you're not going to just sit around and go, oh, well, never mind, I don't need to do any adventuring right now, I'm just going to sit around and collect my wage and do whatever, but just having that extra income gives you a little bit of pocket money and a little bit of room to play with, and it's also adding an extra level of detail to the campaign world, which, to be honest, beyond this little bit of research and like reading a few Reddit posts that I've done, hasn't taken me an awful lot of work to do. But it creates this illusion, this impression that things are going on in the background. People have everyday jobs, stuff like that. It also gives me the impetus. So if someone says to me, like, oh, we've raided this farmer's hut. Like what? How, mu- how much money has he got in there? I can look at this table and I can produce consistent results for things like that. So I definitely think it's been a worthwhile endeavor spending these few minutes having a quick search around on the Internet so i hope you've enjoyed this slightly rambly episode about money in D&D. how do you use money in your games maybe drop us a line and let us know if you've got any comments on this or any other episodes or you just want to chat about D&D. we'd love to hear from you and if you leave us a voicemail it might be featured in a future bonus episode You can leave us a voicemail using Anchor or Speakpipe. Again, link in the descriptions below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and whenever you're playing, have fun.